0: Okay, Dark Prophecies. What up? I'm here with Jamie again. Hey,
1: what's yo, what's up? What's going on? What's up with Jamie? Yo, um, man, just chilling here on a Sunday evening. Um, just trying to get my my head right for the week for the for the week ahead. And uh, yeah, so we're just kicking it again with in Southern California. We're not like really the Southern California kind of people, but we were originally from here and we're becoming more and more like a Southern California person, I guess. But um, why did I just even give away my uh, location? <laughs> like, it really matters. Yeah, it even You never... I mean, things you say online can sometimes get you... Uh, can get back to you later on if you're not careful. But that's why... Um, we're going to we're careful. But uh sick man. So, yeah, I don't know what's kind of if do you want to know what I've been thinking about lately?
0: Yeah, man. What do you what do you
1: been thinking about? Okay. Well, um you know, I guess for a long time um if anyone who's like talked to me or is a friend of mine or is a, an acquaintance well, maybe they don't know, but I'm always interested in living up to your potential as a human being on the planet, because whether it's true or not, I, I do believe that every, each and every person on the planet actually does have a purpose, And but the thing is, I think it's like a game to find figure out what that is, and to not only figure out what it is, but to actualize that. Purpose to its highest potential. That's the, that's I'm I'm into that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, totally. And I know you're all about that too. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're kindred spirits. It's like um, birds of a feather flock together. And so, like you and I, we like to surround ourselves with with people that are uh, on the journey and enjoying the journey, and enjoy the process just as much as the finished product or the journey just as much as just the destination, right? And, um, your photographer, um, I think your, your stuff is sick as hell. (laughs) Um, yeah, hamburger eyes, man. It's fucking, it's really uh, a unique brand out there that, um, that, you know, you don't see this kind of, uh, raw and gritty street photography, um, quite the way that you put it together. And so I salute you for um, being an originator. And, Thank, um, be- you. Thank you. Yeah, totally. Because being an originator is like, um, I'm actually um, kind of, <laughs> I don't want to give away too much, but, you know, I'm, I am reading a book right now, um, and they do talk about um, being er- an originator and stuff like that. And I'll get into that. But um, be- before I get into that, the book I'm reading um, I just want to finish up here on human potential and your purpose and all that shit, because yeah. um, it, the book has is heavily about that. Most people, um, the majority, it seems, don't actually really discover their purpose. I mean, most people work for a living, and I don't consider work a, a purpose. You have to work. You have to work. If you want to live and eat and survive and have the basic necessities, which would be food, protection, food and protection pretty much, then you have to have it. You have to work to make money. But that's not the same thing as, as fulfilling your assignment on a planet. Because I don't know about lots of uh, my other fellow Homo sapiens, but um, I myself, I feel like I have an assignment. Like, I always feel like I have a um, homework to do or something. And if I'm not uh, doing, working on this assignment on planet Earth that they uh, assigned to me, then I feel like I'm doing something wrong. And then that usually causes me to feel lost. And you know what they say? Idle hands at the devil's playground. And, um, and I'm no stranger to that playground. Let me tell you that much. Not Yeah, you know, I'm not saying that I'm like a convicted criminal. I'm not saying that I, I'm in, I have loose morals, but I also am human, so that's all I'm saying about that. But anyway, the book I'm reading is, uh, you may have heard of it. In fact, you probably have heard of it. Um, it's called Dianetics, and it's by L. Ron Hubbard. Now, before you close your mind and you close – you roll your eyes and you close your mind, I know what people are going to say. They're automatically going to say, like, that dude is the fucking science fiction writer who invented a cult to make money. And the cult I'm talking about is a cult of uh, Scientology, which, like, a lot of Hollywood people are in, a lot of celebrities are in. But a lot of uh, normal people are also in it, and it's pretty expensive, And they do have some weird, like really weird practices as far as I've heard in Scientology. But what I'm talking about is Dianetics. Dianetics was a book that was written by L. Ron Hubbard. So let me give you just a little bit of background. He was a naval intelligence guy, and he was like heavily into magic with a K. Not magic with a C, which would be like stage magic, slate of hand, like uh, what you would see in Vegas. Where you would see, like, uh, pulling a rabbit out of a hat, things like that. That that would be considered magic, M-A-G-I-C, magic with a C. However, um, sorcery or sorcery has a negative connotation. But let's just say, like, magic with a K, M-A-G-I-C-K. When people refer to that sort of magic, they really mean they really mean bringing the universe in congruency with the will of the individual. It's just like, it's making things happen. Making events happen by using these systems of magic that a lot of different cultures have um, their own spin on it. You may have heard of different, like sigil magic. Uh, Sigil magic would be from the old world when people would make these designs based off of Letters, it's basically, you, um, to make a sigil, if you ever want to try it, you basically make a statement in the present. So let's say you want a million dollars. You would say, I'm counting a million dollars. Because you don't want to say, like, "I'll one day I'll have a million dollars. You want to always state it in the present. So you'd say something like, I'm counting a million dollars. And you would remove all the consonants and then weave together the remaining—I mean, sorry, you remove all the vowels, and then you weave together the remaining consonants into a design that um, doesn't have to be good-looking. It doesn't have to be something that's easy to remember. Just make, just somehow squeeze all the consonants into that design, and then uh, you would charge the sigil. That would be the next thing would be to charge the sigil Um, You could go out to – it's recommended that you would go out to somewhere, like, in nature, like, where you can scream, like, somewhere like the Grand Canyon or something like that, and you would bury the sigil uh, in the earth or something like that, and then just scream out. Just give it a fucking yell, like, to – where no one can hear you except for the universe, like, I'm counting a million dollars, you know, some shit like that, and then forget about the sigil. Go home, go about the rest of your week, your month, and forget about the sigil. Actually forget that you actually made it. Make a few more. Do the same thing, make a few more. And eventually what will happen is, you see, the thing is about um, now we're getting into the book. We're getting into the book now. You see, magic operates, as does everything else that happens in your life, from the unconscious mind. And it's fucking... um, Maybe there is someone out there who doesn't know the difference, but your conscious mind is what you're paying attention to. What, Like, um, right now, my conscious mind is focusing on this podcast, but it's not focusing on controlling my urge to take a leak. If I end up having to take a leak, like, if I end up having a uh, full bladder during the rest of the, the, uh, the Hangout, I don't have to consciously, like, focus my mental energy on holding my piss because my it's already been programmed into my unconscious mind and my unconscious mind takes care of it. Your unconscious mind is also what takes care of all your bodily functions. The reason why your body and your organs work in harmony to do the things that they got to do to make your body run is because your unconscious mind is doing those things the way it should. And as soon as you start having toxicity in the unconscious now we start running into problems because it's the unconscious that is is creating the world around you so anyway magic manifestation and these systems of, of, of manifesting events to happen they, they work through the, the unconscious mind and the unconscious mind one of the characteristics of it it loves puzzles. In fact, it needs puzzles. So this that's why um, there, there's been a little bit of confusion. Like sometimes when people do sigils, they will make a design to tr- that's easy for them to remember. That's, that's not actually what you want to do. Your mind, you want to forget because your unconscious remembers. That's the whole thing. You forgot. Your unconscious mind does not forget. So, I mean, I don't know if that made sense. I don't know if it did or not. But, it it, but it'll make more sense like when I get into more about the mind, because you got to understand psychology. Now, you got to understand the mind to be able to do this stuff. So like, let's get into this a little bit. Dianetics. So fucking, um, I just started reading it. But basically, this is kind of what Dianetics claims to be able to do. Be, um, first and foremost, I'm not reading Dianetics to, to do magic, and I'm not reading Dianetics... For any other reason, except it has been informed, I was informed by um, reputable people that have read the book, that if you want to understand communication at the deepest levels, it's the best book to read. Yes, it's 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 um, mocked and made fun of as like a pseudoscience, but hey, the guy has come the closest. Like, I mean, that's kind of the thing. I mean out of anyone who's ever tried to make psychology into a legit science or tried to make the mind into a legit science, I mean, it's pretty much the closest thing that we got. Because, I mean, personally, like, I I went through school and stuff, and I studied psychology, and what Dianetics is, it's basically a rearranged version of traditional psychology. It's like a rearranged version, and so now... Uh, let's talk about that. So in traditional psychology, you have the unconscious and the conscious mind, as I just outlined. So you know what those are now. But in Dianetics, they don't call it the unconscious and the conscious mind. In fact, um, they call the unconscious mind the reactive mind. And in fact, they say that it is the reactive mind that's the only part of the mind that's ever conscious. So see, that's... Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a big difference the way that they Interesting. Yeah. And and what they mean by that is is because as I said before, it's the unconscious mind that's actually creating the world around you, but you just don't you're not aware of it happening. So in a way, so it's like a play on words. You see language is such a barrier this is one of the big problems with, like, understanding and communication and shit like that. I mean, language is a huge fucking barrier between between nations that communicate, between people. You know, pe- nations go to war over fucking bad communication. Humans, um, families break up. People get divorced. Um, shit happens when you have bad communication. And so... It's important, no matter what field you're in, whether you're um, a lawyer or whether you're a fucking, you sell donuts for a living. You're gonna know how. You need to know how to communicate properly. And if you want to know how to communicate properly, you're gonna have to understand people's minds on it on the deepest levels. And so, getting back to the the, the unconscious and the conscious mind. So in um, dianetics, they call the unconscious mind the reactive mind. And they call the conscious mind the active mind. Because that's the mind that's always active. It's like, hmm, what do I do now? What do I eat for lunch? But it's the unconscious that's actually making your behaviors. Your conscious mind isn't really creating your behaviors. It's your unconscious. Because, I mean, everybody has that. You know, it's like you want to go on a diet. Let's say um, you have goals and shit like that. Like, you want to go on a diet. You want to fucking get into the gym and stuff like that. But you just can't do it. Because... You just have these aberrant behaviors that prevents you from doing those things. And then your friends may look at you and they'll say, like, it's so easy I don't understand this guy. Or this guy that fucking can't quit smoking. Or this guy that says he's going to do this or he's going to do that and he, and he doesn't do it. Everybody has, like, someone in their life that they, where they, they're just watching them struggle. And um, it's not always that person's fault. It's not the conscious will of that person to be like that a lot of the time. Most all the time. It is not the conscious will of the person to be like that. It is coming from the unconscious. They have a bunch of toxic problems, a bunch of toxic shit in the unconscious that needs to be worked out. And for thousands of years, like um, thousands of years, I mean chemistry, physics, nuclear physics, all these new fields of science, they're pretty new. And the science of the mind is the oldest... It's the oldest wannabe science. It's the oldest question that cultures from all over the world have been trying to answer: is the mysteries of the mind. Like why do we, why do we, well, why do we behave the way we do? Why do we feel the way we do? And how do we end pain? And how do we increase pleasure? Is what the goal of most civilizations are. Is you always want to. Um, death and pain are repelling forces, and life and pleasure are attracting forces. And so we are attracted to more pain or to more pleasure and more life. We are repelled by more pain and death. So you so that if that's like a sliding scale, we want to be sliding towards uh, pleasure and 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 life. But for a long time it's been kind of traditionally in almost all over the world it's almost been traditionally been accepted that pain is actually what causes growth, like spiritual growth. Like when you go through um, a really rough time in life and or you've survived, like, um, you've just had, you've gone through, like, a lot of struggles. It's been thought of that that's what makes you a better person. That is what gives you character and things like that. And to a certain extent, I'm sure it does. I mean, for character, absolutely. Um, toughness, absolutely. But according to Dianetics... They say that that's not necessarily the case when it comes to aberrant behaviors. Um, pain, any kind of pain, whether it's something that you can recollect from conscious memory or if it's something that happened to you, like if you were raped when you were a kid and, and you repressed it and you do not remember but it's there in the reactive mind just fucking up your, 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 your daily life, it's all pain and it's all causing different sorts of aberrant behaviors, according to diametics. Um, so let me go over some of the terminology. I'm not um, even halfway done with the book. I'm barely on chapter, I just started chapter 4. But let me tell you uh, what I learned so far from what I've read, is uh, the first three chapters mostly goes over the, the axioms, the laws, and the terminologies. So in in, um, in the physical world that we live in, There's laws. For example, if you suspend an object that weighs more than air, and then you remove whatever's suspending it, that object's going to fall to the ground. It's not going to fall to the ground half the time. It's not going to fall to the ground 70% of the time. It will fall to the ground all the time. The reason why, obviously, because that is a law of gravity. It is a law. So, in Dianetics, they claim that because there are laws of the physical world, there are actually laws of the mind as well. There are things about the mind that if you, if you input things into the mind, in, if you program the mind in a negative way, that is what you will get. The example that they use in the book is with a calculator. Like they say... What's happening to a lot of people is um, and, and remember these are like really sophisticated concepts and it's really difficult to explain them at the level that I'm at right now which is not very high. I'm not at a high level. I just started reading the book, basically finished chapter 3. So I'll do my best though. <sighs> okay, so um, so a memory what, what uh, traditional psychologists and what regular people call memories, uh, Dianetics calls engrams. Now what makes engrams different than memories is this. When you remember something, it's not an exact experience of the actual event. It's bits and pieces that are reassembled and it, it, it could change at any point in time when you're remembering, when you're in the process of remembering. You're, it's like an email. You're reassembling bits and pieces of information and you're actually recreating an entirely new new experience. And it's not it's not like you're 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 pulling up a file. Okay. Like that you have in storage and you're looking at the exact event that happened. That's not what a memory is. Okay. Now, an engram is different than a memory. An engram is the exact recording. And that's why they call it an engram. First, uh, let me point this out. In Dianetics, all the terminology is literal because it's supposed to be a science. So whatever they say is literal. So if they say it's an engram, it's it's because it's an engram. It means it's been, like, I don't know what the etymology of EN is right now, entertainment, and I don't know. But, like, it must mean something that has to do with an imprint. Or or, or a permanent recording. So, basically, they say that if you... Okay, how can I... fuck? Let me reorganize this shit. Basically, the goal of Dianetics... Let me talk about the goal. Is to become what they call a clear. A clear is somebody that doesn't have any engrams. Um, I sort of messed up. Um... They do not call memories engrams. They call um, memory. They call engrams a an unconscious memory. Basically, dude, your your um, unconscious mind records everything. It's like I said, if you're sleeping and someone's getting murdered in the in the same room, even though you're you don't know this, your unconscious mind actually is recording what's happening. And that could be and according to Dynex, that could be screwing you up. That could be screwing up your behavior later on and you're not even aware of it. So those are engrams. When it comes to memory, they say that in, in um, an optimum person who is a clear, they when they remember things, they are not pulling back bits and, they are not pulling bits and pieces of information from different muscles and different parts of the, the brain and recreating a new event they are actually sending a portion of their mind into the past, to that actual event. And when that happens, the experiencer goes through the event, the memory, with full five sense perception. Well, that one, yeah. And it's like, um, they say that, you. yeah, you're supposed to, if, if you are a clear If you are are functioning at your optimum level, that is how all visualization should be, whether whether somebody just tells you to picture a rose. If somebody tells you to imagine a rose, uh, well, first of all, what they discovered in Dianetics is that when you ask, and you could also test this out for yourself, when you ask people to visualize something, you're going to get a lot of different answers. You're going to have people that can remember or can visualize a rose with all five senses. They'll smell it. They'll they'll be able to feel the texture. They'll be able. It's not just like a picture of rose. Like maybe they see a rose garden, and they can actually feel the thorns pricking their skin, and and they just can can really get into the the entire five sense experience of that rose. And then you'll you'll talk to others that they may only be able to come up with a concept of a rose like oh yeah those things that you give on dates There's those, those flowers that you give to girls on dates or something some people can only just think of the concept others will think of will think of um, like a picture like an actual photograph or a picture in a magazine that they've seen of a rose so there so there's too much variation in how people Remember and visualize things, and and so, Dianetics, The goal of it was to to clear up your 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 reactive mind, so that you become clear, and that so that when you visualize, you visualize in full five sense perception. But it's weird though, because um, before I read Dianetics, I, I actually my ex girlfriend, I was asking her um, I always would like um, bring up movies. Like um, you remember that. Like, I quote movies or something. And she'll always say, like, I don't remember. And then she actually pointed out to me the difference in how the two of us pull up memories. Uh, And she pointed this out. And maybe you, um, whoever's listening, you could ask yourself the same question. Or you could ask your your friends the same question. And that is... um, When I think of a movie scene, if I'm going to remember a movie scene, it just automatically, I see the scene. It's just, I just remember the the scene. Like for, let's say, like Pulp Fiction, when the hamburgers, what what kind of hamburgers? Uh, Cheeseburgers. No, 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 no. Where'd you get them? Jack in the Box, Wendy's. What does he say? Uh, Big Kahuna Burger. A Big Kahuna Burger. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. I hear they got some tasty burgers. I never had one myself. How are they? Good. You mind if I try one? So that scene. I just automatically see the scene. I'm seeing it right now. But when um, the ex-girlfriend, you tell her to see the scene, she says that she has to remember what she was doing that day. She has to go back in a linear timeline. She has to remember what she was doing that day what she was doing right before she saw the movie? Who was she with when she saw the movie? She has to retrace her steps in time. In a linear, in a linear direction, she can't just pull it from the ether. And, and I think that has to do with people that are more uh, visually oriented and people who are more, or are um. They always oversimplify us by saying, like, left brain, right brain, but um, I don't feel like going into a bunch of technical shit about that right now, otherwise I'm going to get too off track. But basically, if you want to just oversimplify the difference in our memory styles, you could say that, like, she's more left brain, and then I'm more, like, right brained But that's, again, it's it's a really oversimplified way of explaining how the uh, two hemispheres of the brain work. But yeah, it's just kind of widely accepted that the left side has more more neurons that deal with logic and uh, executive functioning, linear thought processes, and the right side is thought of to be more emotional, more visual, and um, more omnipresent. It's like that's why when you remember things, you don't really have to think about time. But anyway, um, I was just talking about before I got off on that little tangent, I was just talking about dianetics and um, memories and how people, how how different people remember differently and how people visualize differently. So the goal of dianetics is to get you to be able to remember and to visualize everything with, with all five senses. And it's a pretty interesting book. Now whether you this this is important. It's like I talked in the last episode about common sense. And um you could also call common sense critical thinking skills, I guess. Because if you have it, if you got critical thinking skills, if you got common sense, you can read anything. And it's like you won't be wavered. Your 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 bullshit detector, your your own truth should not be wavered at all. You should be able at this point, if you got common sense and if you got critical thinking skills, you should be able to decide for yourself without fear of being Brainwashed or anything, you should be able to, you should be able to able to discern information and extract what works for you. It's a Bruce Lee fucking quote. I hate fucking using quotes, but anyway, yeah, extract what works for you, works best and just dis- dispose of the rest and make what you extracted yours. I re I kind of like messed it up a little bit, but basically that extract what works for you, make it yours. Just don't don't just like copy. But if you see something that someone else uses or, or does, and you find figure out that that works for you, make it yours, make it your own style, and disregard the rest. So that's what I'm. That's my approach to Dianetics. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna become a Scientologist. I'm not gonna join a cult. I, I don't even like groups. Um, I like groups of friends, but I don't like joining groups, like organizations and stuff like that. I'm just not into it. So I'm not gonna become a, a fucking weirdo. But I do believe that L. Ron Hubbard, I, and, I, and I, I salute him. I mean, why? you got to give people credit if they fucking at least, like, they went out and tried. So he actually just, you know, he went out. He's a weirdo, dude. I mean, I've read some of his science fiction books, and they're pretty fucking weird. But, like, um, he, 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 he at least went out and tried. And Dianetics has helped a lot of people, believe it or not. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Um, the, there's this one poet-slash-writer... Uh, named William S. Burroughs, he was like pretty famous during the Beat Generation, but he was gay, and um, and the reason why he found Dianetics so helpful and such a big part of his life, he doesn't advertise it really that much. But um, according to his colleagues, the guy was heavily influenced by Dianetics, and many of his books that he wrote were heavily influenced by Dianetics. And why Dianetics, why he gravitated towards Dianetics, was because he was gay during a time where you couldn't be gay. Not only that, but he was a heroin addict, and he just had so many weird... He just had so much uh, things about him that marginalized him in society that a guy like that is not going to find solstice in a traditional, a traditional psychiatric institute. I mean, if he had gone to a traditional psychiatric institute at the time, they probably would have tried to turn him straight they probably would have told him, like, yeah, you shouldn't be gay, you should be straight. Or if he tried to check into some self-help fucking things, where would that, like, that's what I'm saying, like, where would a guy like that get help? Where could a guy like that, during those times, where could he get help? There's not a lot of places. And even today, you got so many different kinds of people in the world. Where are they going to go get help? And they go. There's so many different... Like, go to the fucking self-help section in the bookstore. There's so many different self-help books out there. They all have their own little spin. So you got to read all of them. <laughs> if you, I mean, if, if you want to fucking actually get this shit down. And, um, but Dianetics, I think, comes pretty damn close to, like, being able... It comes pretty close to putting together a system that works across the board for whether you're just a person... That's already a healthy, functioning adult and that already has no performance issues, that already is doing what you love to do in life. But you just want to have the um, extra 10% or something like that. It's for those kind of people, but it, it could also be for people that, just, that are really fucked up, people that are schizophrenic or people that have major trauma in their lives, people that were raped um, or... or beaten up as, as children or just went through hell it's for different kinds of people now I'm not even done with the book so I can't say whether it is awesome or not but what I'm but what I like about it is um, it's a great exercise whether whether you use the information or not because like I said uh, I've heard the fucking traditional psychological perspectives on and axioms and laws that they they lay forth about. The id, ego, you know, Freud and all the traditional stuff. Id, ego, super ego. And then even going back to just, like, older, ancient, like, philosophies from the East, also. They have, um, like, for example, hypnotism in the East. They talk about this in Dianetics. Um, Hypnotism was used throughout Asia for thousands of years. And sometimes they do it with drugs. Sometimes they do it with drumming and stuff like that. But they were using hypnotism to cure mental ailments and stuff like that for a long time, with success. But hypnotism is not an exact science. It's like hit or miss, and it's a little bit sloppy. It's like they use regressions and stuff like that, or revivifications and stuff like that. Now, Dianetics in the book, they have a type of, they blend hypnotism. They blend these different ancient techniques of Healing the mind, like hypnotism and NLP, just like well, NLP is not ancient, but it actually is. NLP is pretty much a fu- neuro linguistic programming. If um, you don't know what it is, then just uh, Google it because it's just too much to get into. But that is actually an old fuck. It's a it's an amalgam of a, of a few different techniques that's given a modern spin called NLP. But that's what N- Dianetics is. It's a it's a mod. It's a science of mind. Dianetics book is called the science of mind. And because that's what it is, and I don't want to go into all the axioms and stuff like that, but I think it's it's a good enough appetite starter. Um, I'll let you guys know about um, when I read more about it. What do, what do you, what are your thoughts on that, Ray? Like, how do you how do you feel about some of the things that, that I just like went over?
0: Well, so far, or, like I know I was
1: kind of yeah.
0: It sounds like. <clears throat> Sounds like you're learning a lot by just reading like three or four chapters already. What's the number? What's the number one thing though that you that you could put to practical use in your own life?
1: Oh, fucking okay, sick. Well, <laughs> I'm really big on, on the visualization because um, a lot of people have are familiar with the book, The Secret, or I mean the, the movie The Secret, and the and the the movie was really. The movie was really uh, eviscerated after it came out because a lot of people were like, that's a bunch of bullshit. There's no motherfucking way. I'm going to put pictures of a Ferrari <laughs> in my workstation and imagine myself driving one and then I'm just going to end up waking up one day and see that shit parked on my driveway. All right? So like, people just totally eviscerated the crap out of um, The Secret. However... It's like I said, you extract what's useful to you, you make it yours, and you disregard the rest. Not all of the secret was absolute donkey shit. Not all of it. 30% of it was actually some truth. And um, in case you haven't seen the secret, it's about the law of attraction and how when... Whatever you think and whatever you believe and whatever you consistently and habitually see in your mind is what you manifest in the world, and so that, you know, if you're always, and so that's an actual truth, if you're always thinking negatively, if you're always thinking, I'm a piece of, I'm a fucking tampon, I'm a fucking used diaper, I'm a fucking, I'm a used condom in fucking a sewer in front of a brothel, then, yeah, you will feel like that, and when you need to go out into the world and talk to people, they will... Feeding off your energy, and they will probably think of you as that too. On the other hand, if you walk out, if you like wake up, you um you do some push-ups, maybe go for a little jog, maybe take the dog for a walk. You get you get your you get some uh, exercise going. You make a little um, espresso for yourself, maybe some little uh, eggs Benedict. You start reading some news or something that inspires you or. Maybe the news is not the best thing if you want inspiration. But, I mean, if you start putting on your favorite music, you go put on your favorite you know, top in the shower, you put on your favorite outfit, you feel good about yourself. And maybe um, from the workout you got some endorphins going and, and you feel good about yourself. Then that is going to rub off, too, when you go outside and you greet the mailman or you greet this person. Who's, hey, how's it going, man? How's How are you? How, hey, how's it going? How are you? Um, hey, man, how's it going? It's nice to see you. People will, will will automatically feed off your energy. Or, like, what if it's the opposite? You just wake up and go, fuck, it's another day. Another day, another dollar. Another fucking day at work. I hate my job. I hate my life. I hate my fucking image. I hate everything. Um, you're not going to be a very pleasant person, and people are going to fucking read that shit right away. So, um... That part of the secret is I agree with. But... When it comes to visualizing Ferraris and things like that and expecting it to fall from the sky just because you visualize it, that is a little bit of BS. However, I learned something from Dianetics that actually may lay just a little bit more credence to those claims of the secret. And it it has to do with how we visualize, obviously, because in The Secret, they tell you that you should visualize, and they sort of tell you how to. They just tell you to put all your five... They tell you to put all your five senses into it. And it's so fucking corny, like if you watch the movie. It's like, imagine you're driving in a Ferrari, and your tie is fucking flying in the back of you, and the wind is like in your hair, you know, all that shit. So, um but what if you can't do that? Because as as, uh, Dianetics already discovered through actual clinical studies just the same way anyone else performs research. you You take samples, random samples of the population and you test them. Well that's what Dianetics claims to have done and they came up with all those different ways in which people visualize and so as we can see most people do not visualize with all five senses. In fact, most people can barely come up with fragments when they visualize. So, this is how you become an investigator. And you you got to figure that shit out yourself, damn it, because like people are fucking lazy now. They don't want to figure shit out. They just want it they want it delivered to them on a on, on a platter. Like, here you go, prince. Here you go, prince little Matilda or whatever, they want it (laughs) fucking served to them like that. On a silver platter. And it's not how it works, dude. You gotta fucking dig for that shit. It's like if there's a a gold a fucking a gold treasure chest under a a field of horse shit. Mountains. A field of horse shit. Would you dig through the horse shit to get the treasure? I would. Most people would. But if you're the kind of person who is gonna lift up one fucking cow pie of shit, and it's like, oh, there wasn't a fucking treasure there, then you're not the type of person that's gonna make it in life. So investigate yourself and fucking extract. You gotta know what. To, you gotta know how to see what works. Like that's what I. That's what I was trying to say. So. So let's say that you do become a clear in Dianetics. Let's say you make it to level 4. Level 4 is the clear. Actually, in Dianetics, I'll get into this on the next episode, there's four zones, and each zone goes from level 1 to level 4. And if you are... They say that a clear is operating at a level 4, plus or minus 1 on a daily basis, while the mean average of the rest of the population sits at about 2.8. So if you ever make it to a level 4... Maybe for those people, maybe for those clears, the secret is true for them. When they visualize shit for a couple days or something, maybe they fucking, they're they getting results a lot quicker and a lot easier than someone who doesn't have... than somebody who would be like at a level 2.5 on the Dianetic scale. And um, I used to live in San Francisco... And I would see these Scientology people at Powell Street Station, Powell Street, BART Station, Muni Station, and they hand out these flyers, and they set up these um, e-meters. The e-meter is what reads how many engrams you have. I don't know if it fucking works. A lot of people think it's a pseudoscience. And I'm telling you, I would never fucking, I would never fucking sit down with the Well, maybe I would. I have an open mind, so maybe I would sit down with them and talk to them. I have no problem talking to anybody or um, listening to anybody because I'll just fucking make up my own damn mind. But um, money and shit like that, um, I don't even really mind paying paying someone if, if I know I'm going to get results. So, like, I'm not totally against the fact that they do charge to um, remove... Engrams and shit like that, but it's like you can't go in there all naive and fucking um, expect to not be a sucker. So that's my little stint on on um, dianetics. And uh, did you have questions or like um, how, do you, how do you like you saw the secret, right?
0: Yeah, I saw the secret, but I have a qu- I have some questions. <clears throat> Like, when you say it clear, you're talking about a person who who has zero engrams? Yes. That's what you're saying? Yes. And the book is about how to get rid of your engrams?
1: Yes. The book is not really about how to... I, I don't... The book is basically... the Dianetics is, is, is like a textbook on, on uh, the framework of, of, how, of the science of mind. So it lays down all the, the laws and axioms... It doesn't need I haven't gotten to the techniques on how to remove engrams. They're, they're merely outlining the fact that this is your mind, this is what's going on, this is what happens, this is why this happens, this is why that happens. Like um, I didn't give this analogy, but one of the things the, the analogies I give in the book is like a calculator. There can be a let's say you got a calculator and you put in two plus two equals four. Then you put in two plus five equals seven. Then Something happens, like you get some eraser shaving stuck inside that the 2 key, the number 2 key, and let's say that that fucking button gets jammed, and so it's it's stuck, and it's just it's staying down, pressed down. Every time you're going to put in 2 plus anything else after that, you're going to get all these fucked up weird answers. And then you might be thinking, oh, dude, this, the calculator is broken. Like, the actual brain of the calculator is broken, but it's not there is just a key that is that's that's stuck and you got it once you free that up it's gonna work as it should and that's what they say n-grams are they're like stuck keys oh. They're like stuck keys that shows your mind show, this this is uh, kind of sophisticated and uh, I almost don't know how to articulate it but it's they basically um, something like this like it, it's almost like a, a hypnotic suggestion that's always running. In your mind, an engram. So, like, let's say when you were a child or something like that, um, somebody yelled at you. Like, maybe when you were like three years old. Like, let's say somebody fucking yelled at you for asking a question in class. Let's say the uh, preschool teacher. Three is kind of young. Let's say five years old. you're, You're in kindergarten. Let's say you raised your hand and you asked a question, and the teacher fucking yelled at you, and and you repress that memory, and ever since then, you don't know why, but you've just been really, like, in a shell, and you don't know... You're afraid to ask questions, you're afraid to talk in class, you're just afraid to kind of, like, speak up. Let's say that that happened to you, okay? Um, you're not like that. Like, you're not a person... The reason why you're like that is because that engram, every time you want to fucking act, anytime you want to move or act... Like, say something. I want to raise my hand. I, I do have a question. There's a hypnotic suggestion that cuts you, that beats you to the punch from early childhood. It'll beat you to the punch, and it'll secretly say, like, no, no, you remember what fucking happened. You remember what fucking happened. Don't do that. Don't fucking do that shit. And then you don't do it. And that's your behavior over years because it becomes a habit. Now that's you. So, like, um a clear person has removed not just the obvious en- engrams, it, it's removed, they've they've removed even the engrams that you had no idea were there because that's the problem with a lot of aberrant behaviors is that we don't know. It's easy to know when you were raped. It's easy to know when you were beaten up, when you were yelled at. Those, those things are easy to know. It is not easy to know about the things that you don't know about because you don't know about them. And um, you remember that in knowledge... And um, knowledge, when it comes to knowledge, we can look at this as like a pie chart. We can look at this as a pie chart. There's the things, and let's cut out a little slice, okay? There's the things that you know. That's one slice. Next slice, there's the things that you don't know. That's two slices. Then we ha- we come to the next slice. Then there's the things that you don't know, that you know you don't know. So, like, I I know, I don't know what particle... F- or, um, what's some fucking super low-frequency particle physics or some such... I know, I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay, so that's the third slice of pie. The fourth and final slice of pie is the things that you don't know, you don't know. Oh. Yeah, you don't even know about those things yet. That's so, cool. yeah. And so that's why um engrams may exist in that slice of that fourth slice of pie. They may exist in the field of things that you didn't know you didn't know. <laughs> and um, Scientology or Dianetics claims that you can clear yourself of those engrams in a very real and scientific way. But I think they have to do it for you. That's what it seems like. That's where I'm at right now in the book. It seems like they're saying, now this is kind of where the cult... Now see, now, <laughs> it might be where Hidden Agenda comes in. Because like I said, you got to be fucking sharp, critical, um, common sense critical, bullshit detector. Now this part might be where um, Elrond is, is starting to see the Prophet and his Hidden Agenda maybe coming in but they basically yeah they have to remove the engrams for you That's weird Yeah like someone has to do that uh, a trained scientologist has to do it for you Wow And then and then obviously you got to pay them and it's pretty fucking expensive too That's weird But like I but then my goal is like see this is the whole thing um so far what I've taken from Dianetics maybe the mind is still a mystery Maybe the mind is still a mystery, and maybe Dianetics is nothing like the truth. But it's a working model. It's a working model. And the mi- and that is a truth. The mind needs a working model to function. Like, um, it's used all the time. And whether that's a placebo effect or not, it's okay. Because it's like um, in NLP, they'll say something like, um, I pers—I don't really do this stuff but like they'll say something like um, you're going to put on this suit. You're going to zip up this suit and in it you're going to stuff in all your fear, all these negative emotions, all your anger and frustration. You're going to zip up this suit and then you're going to take it off and you're going to throw it in the ocean. They do a bunch of like weird shit like that. But supposedly a lot of people claim that that works. A lot of people claim that that works. Uh, so what I'm saying is that Scientology, like, let's say um, all this is BS. If I don't know that it's BS, and I just say, oh, there really are engrams, and if I um, have removed that thing, and it's no longer there, and I will feel like there's, I, there's nothing holding me back anymore. And you will still get the same results. But that's magic. That's it all goes back to imagination. And Dianetics fucking they do talk about um, heavily about imagination. And not only that, Einstein said that imagination is more important than knowledge. You heard that one several fucking times. It's like on every uh like Spencer, Hallmark um how do I always say Hallmark, um you know those stores you go into to buy like gifts and shit? Yeah, you're always going to see those quotes. Imagination is more important than knowledge. That's the Einstein one. You're always going to see um, everybody in the fucking entire universe has always put the, the imagination as the pinnacle, as the most powerful force of the mind. And in Dianetics, it's no different. And, and that's what I'm saying. If you have a powerful imagination, you can use Dianetics, and you're going to have to use your imagination to use Dianetics. And it's like, um, it's all about performance. I mean, let's say that I'm going out there... Um, Let's say I'm fucking, uh, I'm not, (laughs) but let's just say I was like a welterweight. I'm going to fight Floyd Mayweather or Manny Pacquiao um, for the 147 world fucking title, the WBC world champ title fight, right? I need to have all the fucking confidence in the world to go out there and do it. You would too. Everyone would. So if you don't have an imagination, how the fuck are you supposed to psych yourself out Hmm? How are you supposed to psych yourself out? You can't. Um, It didn't really work for Chris Algieri on his last attempt against Pacquiao, because he did a lot of that. But um, that's what I'm saying. Having an imagination allows you to even use such a system as Dianetics. Whereas if you didn't have an imagination, there's no way that you could fucking... um, There's no way that you could use it. You're stuck. That's why they say that... um, If we look at schizophrenia and manic depression, schizophrenia, if we look at manic depression is one tail end of the scale and schizophrenia is the far other end of the scale. Most people are somewhere in the middle. But uh, the problem with the schizophrenic is that there's too many possibilities. There's too much going there's too much awesome fucking shit going on there is too much surrealism there is just too much realities and they can't take it and they're just being pulled from every fucking direction that their feet are just is just never on the ground they can't get their feet on the ground that's their issue the manic depressive. Is, um, this is Jason Silva, also, that I'm parroting. I don't want to plagiarize. That's another YouTuber, by the way. The manic depressive is a, um, has the opposite problem. They are too grounded. They have no imagination. So they can't see other realities. So if they're stuck in a depressed situation, they do not see that there's other possibilities that exist and that's why they stay depressed, manic-depressed. And um, that, that's the two, the two the two, ends of the spectrum right there. But so I guess if there's anything to take away from the three chapters that I read, if there's anything to take away so far from Dianetics, it would be that imagination is key. Do whatever you can to strengthen it. Visualize... Daydream, play your favorite music, imagine life as you would want it. I don't know if that sounds gay or not, but at least I'm fucking helping. Sounds sounds good. Sounds
0: good.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, did you have any thoughts about that, or? Well, some of the books I read too
0: talk about uh, how your creative mind is actually the most powerful state of mind. Exactly,
1: yeah, it's true, yeah.
0: So, you know, being creative, you just
1: kind of strengthen those, I guess, imagination muscles, you know? Yeah, totally. But that's another thing I like about reading the book, is that even just reading the book, you're doing that. You're getting an exercise. Because the book is really conceptual, Everything that the book is one of those books where you can't read it on a fifteen minute bus ride somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's one of those books that you gotta really focus and pay attention to every word and, and each paragraph could actually take 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 a page to read. Take take the time the length of time it takes to read a page in a fiction book or something. Like I have to reread paragraphs sometimes because it's so conceptual. It's like he's gonna be saying Think of, think of this axiom in, in, in nature, and he's going to describe some natural process, and then he's going to say, okay, now think of, it's just shit like that, and then think about how, what if this were to happen in, in, this, in that scenario, and then we'll apply that to your daily, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fucking focus and conceptualization and visualization. Just to read the book, just to even get through the book, you're going to be using that a lot. So I, I recommend it. I'm not trying to like, be a salesman or anything for Dianetics, but it had been recommended to me as an excellent book to understand the deepest levels of communication. So if you're interested in being a better communicator or you're just interested in cool things and trippy-ass shit, check out Dianetics. I mean, it might even help you. You might even find something in there that, that, that you like, that, that you can apply to yourself, to your own life. And I'll keep the journey going. I don't just stop at Dianetics. It's like, I read all kinds of shit, like, all the time, and I try to find the consistencies and the things that work for me. And and it's fucking awesome. And that's why we keep doing these shows, these podcasts. It's like, just spread the word, you know? It's like, get that shit, um, let them know, because you remember how we talked about if you're a... Um, you're, you're a teacher. That uh, like uh, we were talking about ideals before and, and ethics, well, um purposes in life and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good ideal. Like if you have the ability to help people out where they where they may be stuck, go ahead and do it. I mean, I didn't know and be humble about it. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not. There's nothing wrong with accepting help. There's nothing wrong with being. There's nothing wrong. Be proud too if you can help. There's nothing wrong with saying, "Dude, I've been there and I know," and so I, I can see where you, where you are and I've been there, so I can help you loosen the knot and free yourself from whatever you're in. Be, you, I mean, take that responsibility because the world needs more of that because you know we're fighting against majority um, of the universe is evil, not evil, but like there's more negative energy than there is positive. The posit- this, That's actually a, a fact. Um, but it's not hard to compute that in your mind. Earth itself is a fucking anomaly in the universe. And even here on Earth, there's usually more evil than good. I know they're going to say, like, no, but it's where you look and shit like that. Not really. If, if you fucking look at everything with, with, with truth, like, you're not afraid... To to look at things, to look at reality, look at you. There is a lot of negativity, a lot, dude. It's not like what I'm. See- it's not my imagination. There's a lot of fucking negativity. There's a lot of evil. There's a lot of corruption going on all corners of the world. It's not, I'm not just talking about like governments and fucking conspiracies. There's like fucking negativity next door. Like there's neg- There's con- corruption at work. I used to work at fucking a diner there is corruption there's people screwing each other there's managers fucking waitresses i mean it's just the world that's how it is sometimes uh, men cheat they that that would and they lie to their wives or something like that i mean that's fucking that's another negativity that's what i'm saying it's like there's negativity everywhere but like people are always like be positive be positive and it's like you got to be negative too that's fucking reality But you should always strive to to be positive in that Like you know that there's more negativity than positivity, so you're putting out positivity through your work and everything. You're just like, nah, fuck that. It's like, I'm still going to be right here in the pocket. Like I said fucking a few episodes ago, we're not going anywhere. So, um... Yeah, so then, um... Dianetics it's a uh, worth worth to check out like i, I, I have no guarantees like I, I have no fucking guarantees about anything it's like uh, it's like my coach always used to say it doesn't matter the martial art doesn't matter the martial art does not fucking matter it's the fighter that matters cuz you can put the best techniques like gracie jiu jitsu this fucking that um you can give the best techniques to a shitty fighter and he can't do jack with it. You could give you could just fucking karate chop or something. You could fucking teach a ex-convict a killer. Yeah, you know, you fucking this thing if you fucking do this like really hard on someone's head, it, it'll kill him. You know, and that guy will fucking f- figure out a way to make it work cuz he's a killer. And like not saying you should be a killer, but that's the that's the analogy there. It's like, it's not about, it's not so much about, um, but then, yeah, that goes back to Dynx because they're trying to tell you that, like, you could be getting information, but if you are not processing it properly, if, if it's not being, that, then it goes all back to communication. It all goes back to, input, output, input, and then output. It goes in here, and it comes out here, it comes out here, it comes out here, it comes in here, and it comes in here, and so... Input-output is communication. And so you got to filter that shit. Make that shit, like, airflow, exhaust, like, make it, like, whew, like Just make that shit fucking streamline. I want that shit streamlined, like, so clean. Like, um, just, I want that shit, I don't want to have any, like, it's like, no, it's got to have that fucking humming sound. It's got to have that, that fucking mag train, like, bullet train, like, hovering, like, humming sound, your system, your communication flow. So that's what we're trying to do with um, Dynetics, I guess. I like, you the any-
0: sound. I like the sound of that.
1: Sick. Um, yeah, did you have anything else? I'm kind of... I think that's pretty much it I'm mean, for myself. I mean, I don't know, unless you have some more I
0: think that's good, man. I think you covered a lot of topics. I mean, not just dynamics, but I mean, a lot of the topics you're talking about are stuff that we talk about already.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's, it's okay to refresh things because, yeah. I mean, some things will are consistencies. And you see, it's actually a positive thing if things get refreshed all the time. Now you know. Now you know these are the things that we really got to pay attention to. It's like visual, like imagination has been one of the things that has to pop up all the time. Because it's a part of everything that we got to do, so that's going to come up all the time. It's a good reminder. I mean, even in martial arts, it's like you fucking repeat these things endlessly, endlessly. Because fighting and stuff like that, it's a it's a unnatural movements. You're not doing the um, body is not designed to kick and punch and choke people out and stuff. It doesn't naturally move like that. So you have to program it. Over and over and over and over and over, until you're sick of it, past the point you're sick of it. You've already fucking been sick of it, and you're still even now. You're increasing the amount that you're that you're practicing and repeating the same shit because that's how you get it in program it as an engram into the unconscious. So that would be like a positive engram to have um, in 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 the reactive mind or the unconscious mind because then when you're walking down the street. Or no, let's say it's fucking um, four a.m. in the morning, you forgot to take out the garbage. You're not in fighting mode. You're not you're not alert, you're fucking half asleep. You're just going out on, on the lawn, remembering to take the trash, and then some guy pops out with a knife, bam, you just fucking elbow his ass, like fucking knock him out with an elbow, and now he's on the ground. Because it's just it's in your unconscious behavior in your unconscious body to fucking just do that because you've been practicing for, like, ever. And that's how you, that's, um, so that's why it's okay to repeat certain things that are worth repeating.
0: Sounds good, man. I think we could wrap it up there.
1: All right, man, sick. Well, um, fucking Ray, hamburger eyes. Um, oh, yeah, you know how hamburger eyes is, is not just um, hamburger eyes. It's also hamburger eyes. I think that's pretty cool. It's like, um, don't be such a fucking, um, like, at least that's how I see it. Don't be such a fucking douche douche, is like hamburgers, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Alright, Jamie. Till the next time. Alright, man. That's cool. I like, I like the robe, too.
1: Oh, thanks, man. I just found this because I was cleaning out some shit. In the garage. I keep saying I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one for the next episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about fucking loungewear. You've got to lounge, you know. Like, if you're going to be lounging, do it right. Do it, do it right. Do it in style. Do it, Get it right the first time. And, yeah. Sick. All right, dude. Good night. All right, sick, Ray. Laters. Laters.